Hi, everyone. This is Natalina Nasserdine, the CEO and the founder of Rise Up For You. And welcome back to our Workplace Solutions podcast, where we are here to help your team, your culture, and your people become their best. So super excited to be here. We have an amazing guest today. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I'll let him introduce himself. But we're going to be talking about networking, building thriving relationships, especially after the pandemic. How do we get back out there? How do we build connections? And how do we really, really build a tribe around us that can support us personally and professionally? Welcome to the show. Let's get started. Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. All right, welcome back. And we are with Wing Lam. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be, you know, with friendly faces that are in the business world and see how to make it better. Thank you so much. Well, I've been really looking forward to speaking with you and meeting and meeting you. So I'm very honored and excited to have you here. So for those of us that are not familiar with you, brag a little bit. Tell us who you are, what you do. Well, I started Wahoo's Fish Taco back in 88. Next year, in a few months, we're going to be celebrating our 35th year in business. It seems like yesterday we started with a little taco shack. Now we're close to 60 stores across the United States. Farthest east, New Jersey. Farthest west, Tokyo, Japan. So it's been a fun ride. Really? I didn't know you were in Japan. That's amazing. One of my favorite (laughs) places to be. Awesome. Well, uh, you obviously have done very, very well for yourself and have built a franchise and an empire that... um, you know, gets to feed our bellies across the country and in different countries. I guess my question for you is, and I'm happy that we're going to be talking about networking, is something like that can't be done alone. It takes a lot of relationships, a lot of connections, a lot of um, getting out there, meeting the right people, and just building nice connections that are fruitful in relationships. Can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that and how that's kind of helped your journey as an executive and also an entrepreneur business owner? Well, I would say that back in the day, you know, as a one shop, you know, startup, you know, everybody was way bigger. I was like the little guy, in, you know, a newbie in the in the fish pond. So I kind of figured, you know, it's always there. If the big guys can accept you into the tribe or the group, then everybody else will hopefully kind of like let you in. Right. So I, I started by, you know, asking my customers, which they were for all the surf action sports mm-hmm. brand. Uh, the biggest one at the time, I mean, was Bill Bong and Quicksilver. They immediately kind of took me in and said, hey, you know, we like your little place. You know, it's a good place for us to hang out at lunch. And I started asking questions. Was, hey, could we do this? Can we do that? And they're always, yeah, sure. So once we kind of got the first one or two little, you know, I call it events going with them, the rest of the brands are like, hey, if you're good enough to do it with them, maybe we can do it with you. So slowly we started picking up all the surf skate and you know the snowboard brands so as that kind of grew and i became a part of the tribe everything that happened around me in terms of you're going to have a surf contest a snowboard contest any kind of video premiere trade show anything that happened there was going to be food and beverages at the event so i said hey you know if 
I don't mind helping out, right? So they're like, this is like really cool because Wing is personally going to be there. And in the beginning, I was just, I call it the dishwasher, right? Nobody knew who I was, but I was always there. Now you fast forward it later, but well, is Wing going to be there? Because it's one thing for me to send my team with the food. It's another for me to be present because it's just that, quote, unquote, celebrity status because the comfort level of seeing somebody for 35 years, right? So what started out is me, hey, can you guys help me out? Along the way, all the new startup companies like the Volcoms and all those, those, those are part of the second generation. So as they started moving, I said, hey, let me help you guys out. And they looked at me and go, whoa, you're going to help us out? And in my head, I'm like, you used to work for this company, that company. So why not? Because now I'm ahead of you. You're the startup, but I've been in business 10 years. I've yeah. been in business 20. So it's always this paying forward kind of an attitude. And that's what really networking is, is if you're in a position to help somebody out, you know, try it. And if somebody's in a position to help you out, they should. So it's always this kind of like giving and taking, right? But as long as you're always living up to your end of the bargain, whatever that is, right? So for me, it was always food. And sometimes it was food and beverage, right? So I always said, yeah, sure. Let me come in and see what I can do to make it better, right? Yeah. So as long as you can, so think about all the products and services we're all trying to sell. At the end of the day, trust me, there's not one insurance company out there. There's thousands. There's yeah. thousands of attorneys. There's thousands of restaurants. There's thousands of any one of us in any one category. But why me? Because I was the one said, let me make it better, right? And if you can do that, word would get out. Because, oh, my God, our event was good. But when Wing came, it got better. Yeah. And think about that for a second, right? So what we're all selling in, in our own, like an attorney. Well, there's a thousand attorneys out there in any category, but why you? Because one, I paid a little more attention. I actually, you know, took care of my client's needs. I actually delivered on what he wanted, right? Yeah. And when you can do that, you're automatically going to get referrals. You don't need to ask for them. They're going to yeah. tell you, oh my God, and people that show up to these events, like any networking event, they're going to see you there. They're like, oh my God, that's the guy. And he did this at that golf tournament. He did this at that gateway. He did this at this premiere. So you're always going to get the referrals without even asking for it, as long as you're delivering on what you're asked to do. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, everything that you're saying is really, I, I think, valuable and important. And it's really about intention, right? It, what's the intention? You know, I think especially today after the pandemic, we're seeing like two things happen. First, people are building relationships less because they're working from their computer and they're not getting out there and they're just trying to build the relationship through an email or text, right? Which yeah. doesn't really serve us. Uh, but then the second thing is, is going to a networking event or trying to build relationships from a very narrow perspective. And I remember my first career, I was a performer wing. I used to sing and dance and around the world. And my director used to always say, it's not about you. It's not about you. Like, you know, you get on the stage and you figure out what does this audience need? And how can I serve this audience? Because they're not the same as the one yesterday. Yeah. And that, that concept is exactly what you're saying right now. It's like, how can I make this situation better? And how can I serve you? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, talking to a bunch of females is different than talking to a bunch of guys. Yeah. Talking to a bunch of about 40-year-olds is different than talking to a bunch of 20-year-olds. So you really have to hone in your message in a way, it, it, from taking their perspective, right? So uh, the, the way a 20-year-old wants to be communicated is different than a 40. So if you understand that, you're always going to be, oh, my God, that person is so cool because they knew exactly 
what I wanted to hear, see, and whatever, right, the delivery. So that's what makes us, you know, good at what we do. If you pay a little attention, like you said, to them and not us, because it's not about us, right? It's about them. Because if I make their lives better, I'm always going to be the one getting the phone call. Yeah, and it's interesting because when you come from that mentality, then naturally everything comes to you, right? It's like you give and then it just <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> That's fantastic. So we've talked about this idea of, you know, serving and giving. Is there anything else that you would say, again, especially since the pandemic, because, you know, I think people have a little bit of anxiety going back out too. Like I've seen in networking events, people almost forgot how to socialize in, in some way. So is there anything else that you would say that can help build those relationships and connections in a positive way? Well, in a good way for us is like when the pandemic started, it was all about survival, right? Because literally, I don't know about your business, but our business and quite a few of my friends, we got hit, you know, anywhere between 50 to 85 percent, you know, down overnight, like within two days of them shutting down, like all California from Wednesday to Friday. Literally, it was like off a cliff. I mean, it became a ghost town. So, you know, we had to retrench, you know, lay off a bunch of people, furlough, and then we still had supplies left. And I said, okay, we can only send so much with all the employees home. So we decided to, hey, let's go out and deliver, you know, products to our, you know, frontliners, the hospitals. So we did that, but we were out of money. So then I'm like, you know what, let me call all my friends that I know have money that are sitting on the sidelines because everything got canceled. So Charles was one of the first guys I talked to from Anthos Roof. I go, hey, what are you doing now that there's no golf galas, there's nothing going on? And Charles like, we're all sitting at home. I'm like, come out with me. And Charles goes, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I've been told to shelter in place. I'm like, I know. But we got to go out and, and take care of the people because that's what you always said you did as a business. We take care of people, we protect people, and we do all that. How are you doing that from home? You're not. And very reluctant, Charles came out, my friend from Yogurland came out, my friends from, you know, Monster Energy Tree, all my friends that are like sitting on the sidelines, they said, you are crazy. But what's the worst that can happen, right? We're all going to be safe. We had masks, gloves, shields, we had everything, right? So we started going out, and a couple of deliveries later, Charles happened to be at Chalk Hospital. He didn't realize where he was at. But all of a sudden, the nurses came out and goes, Charles! And he goes, oh, my God. These are the same nurses that took care of my premature babies yeah. a few years back. So all of a sudden, light bulb went on. goes, oh, my God. I can actually say thank you for you basically taking care of my babies. And it was totally unexpected, Right. But it happened because I said, it's going to click. And from that moment on, it clicked. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go take care. Because if these nurses took care of my babies, how many other nurses in Southern California took care of the patients, other babies? There's thousands of them across Southern California. So all of a sudden it became this movement. And it wouldn't have been possible without the media partners. So KLOS, KTLA said, hey, there's nothing going on. And we're tired of just talking about the negative. Yeah, exactly. People dying, the people getting COVID, all that. Because there's a little light, a little silver lining here where you guys are crazy enough to go and take care of the hospitals. So let us give you a platform and talk about it. 
So all of a sudden, everybody goes, oh, my God, we're actually getting free publicity. And I said, there's nothing else going on. So it was a byproduct of us going out as a team, networking. And the side effect was everybody was able to reopen their stores. The Overland was down to nothing, and they slowly started reopening. Uh, Anthos was able to get all the roofing guys out to service the community because the rain didn't stop because of COVID. Right. But all of a sudden, they became top of mind because everybody says, hey, I just saw those guys on TV. I just heard them on the radio. We should call them because they're out doing things unlike everybody else is sitting at home. So all of a sudden, we started getting busier as we're out making deliveries to the frontliners. So it was one of those where I kept, we lost five stores at the beginning of the pandemic, but I kept five additionals from going under because just the little deliveries kept the employees working. Yep. So everybody got to benefit in a way where we're not making money, but we were preventing stores from shutting down, additional employees from you know being laid off or furloughed, right? So everybody in the group got a benefit that they were not expecting. And yeah. you fast forward it two and a half years later, the amount of publicity we generated in this last two and a half years is more than most companies, including Charles's, than they had ever done in 30 years in business because they were never on TV before. They were ever, never on the radio. But here we are on a weekly basis promoting you know, our businesses. And we didn't do it to say, hey, look at me. It's just, we just said, hey, look at what we're doing for the community in the absence of anybody else doing anything. So if there would have been a normal period, there's no way in the world we would have ever even come close to the amount of publicity we generated because we would have been one of a thousand companies going out and doing something. Yeah. But when everybody is sitting at home doing nothing, we're the only crazy enough to go out and do something. And that's what usually happens when you have a monopoly. You end up getting all the, you know, the business because nobody else is doing anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always say, be seen, be heard, be relevant. And when yes. I talk about being relevant, it's about serving and giving back and adding value. And again, everything comes to when that happens. And uh, I mean, that was obviously very brilliant. You were serving, but in some ways, it helped you strategically as well. I mean, like you said, you got out there, you were relevant, and it's a uh, it's twofold, right? So. Again, your business was able to be saved in some ways, in a lot of ways, and at the same time, you were individuals, and that's really key. And what I love about it is that can happen in any industry, for any business, for any executive that's listening to this, that's watching this. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You can serve in some way. Your product can be of value in some way to the community. Yeah. yeah. And it, like I said, it's it, what you see, you know, like say, a hurricane or a, you know, any of these natural disaster fires, whatever, there's always going to be, I call it an opportunity. If you're doing it not to make money, but sure. to do it to help people, you're not going to, I mean, nine out of 10, it's going to come back to you one way or another, right? But don't go in there and go, oh my God, I'm going to sell water now for $100 a case because people need water. I go, no, don't do that. That's bad for everything, right? But if you're out there literally going, hey, I can deliver water at $5 a case, which is normal pricing, because they can't get the water to Houston or whatever the area was. And now you're going to look like, oh, my God, this guy's really trying to help us. So all the different businesses that try to profit, they're very short-sighted. 
because people are going to remember that they were there gouging instead of helping, yeah. right? So the people that truly go in and say, hey, let me come in and give you guys, you know, things that you need to get through this rough period of time, right? Those are the brands that will rise and people are going to remember because, oh, my God, such and such company did something for us. They weren't trying to benefit. And we were never in it to make money. We we're just like, hey, I kind of kind of try to keep my stores open, but here's a way for us to do it together yeah. and bring in all the you know other brands with us. So it, it, it helped everybody. Right. And in the end, today, people are like, oh, my God, you guys are still doing it. We're still you know, not as busy as we were in 2020, but we're still out there helping other nonprofits, helping them basically do their events better than they were without us. Yeah, absolutely. And that that really is the key. I love the topic of this conversation. I remember, honestly, when I first built my business and I was not making any money, it was like my first couple months. I started supporting nonprofits and I remember quite a few people were saying, you're not even making any money. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, it's not the point. It's just like that. It's that mentality and that understanding of I'm just going to give no matter what. So I'll do my services for free, even if I'm not making money yet. And I'm, and it's a, it's a habit that I want to be a part of. Right. And it's something that I think is really important to building relationships. And it's funny because before we started this interview, I was thinking about networking and relationships and I started to think back at all the people that helped me that gave me a chance when I first started, when I didn't have a name and I didn't have any clients and those companies that said, we're going to, we're going to take a chance. And it, it's just that, that concept of building those relationships and serving and then people do the same thing back for you. Yeah. It's always, you know, I always think the paying forward because it's pretty easy to see a linear transaction. I'm only doing this because I'm getting this. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's really easy because you can see it and you're like, OK, those people are not doing it because they can. They're doing it because they're getting something. That's why yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. Whereas if you are in a position to where you're doing something because you can and not really expecting anything in return, then all of a sudden the circle comes back around and all of a sudden all the stuff start coming your way. And you're like, oh, my God, how did all this happen? And you forgot that you did this, this, this. You know what I mean? It, it, like you said, the karma does come back around when you do things in an unselfish, you know, way, you yeah. know, because you can, you're in a position again, whether it's your time, your money, your resource, whatever it may be that you're in a position to donate or help with, it comes back tenfold. So That's I always true. look at all of us in our group and not only the, you know, the amount of business we were able to generate to keep our stores going, but the amount of PR. And also there have been some really fun events along the way. And, yeah. and, and Charles and I always laugh because he'll call me out of the blue and goes, hey, I'm going to go to this event and I'll pick up the phone. He goes, well, go check in over here first. And he goes, why? He goes, well, my friend is putting that event on. And he's like, you're kidding. And all of a sudden he calls us, you weren't kidding. Here we are having dinner, having cocktails and all that. It was unexpected. And I said, well, that's because we don't know what you don't know. But yeah. I've been doing this for so long that there's hardly anything that happens around us, that there's one of us that's like, oh, yeah, my buddy does that, my buddy does this, you know. And it's always more fun to be at the front of a concert than, you know, the last <laughs> seat in the house, right? It's the yeah. same concert, but the experience is completely different, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Wayne, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an honor. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview, which is just a quick few questions so yeah the first is if you were to leave this world tomorrow what's one golden nugget 
you would leave with us? I, like we started this whole thing is just give, you know, like lend a helping hand because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I Don't do it because, right, there's any agenda. It's just the right thing to do. And this yeah. is what happens. Absolutely. Here at Rise Up For You, we're very, very big on values, personal values as team members and also as a company. What's one value you would say is a non-negotiable for you? The thing is, uh, your work. No contract is going to hold you accountable if you don't want to do it. There's nothing in the world that says, hey, you got to do this. If you don't want to do it, you're not going to do it. So live by your word. That's all. Shake hands. You don't need contracts. You know, your word is all I care about. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, two more questions. So one, tell us a little bit about how we can find out about you. I know you have the California Love Drop. Tell us more about that. Where if we find you on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, my bigger uh, Instagram is probably like my favorite. It's at Wahoo's Wing. And there's a picture of me and one of my buddies, you know, so that's how you know it's me. And uh, literally, California Love Drop, you know, follow us. And also just hit me up and say, hey, love to be a part of what you're doing. And I always say two things. Either you have money or you have resources. Because, <laughs> I mean, I hate to hang, I don't want to hang out with you, but you got to add to our experience. Yeah. So there's only two things you can do. You either bring a tangible product that we can, oh, my God, the nurses are really going to love you now. Or you find ways to fund more experiences and deliveries for our group. Absolutely. Thank you. And as you know, our company is Rise Up For You. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase? I think it's all about, you know, doing your best. You know, as, as we say, rise to the occasion. Don't slack. Always do your best. Whatever that means, right? Be your best, and people are going to remember that at least you tried, you know, and that's what we want. We want you to give your best effort. Absolutely. Wayne, thank you so much. It's been an honor to have you. Thank you. Always an honor to meet somebody new. Thank you. Well, another great episode here at Rise Up For You. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, as you know, we're here to help you, your team, enhance that company culture through human skills, that emotional intelligence, that leadership, that communication that is so important. Don't forget to check us out at riseupforyou.com. We do offer a free demo training to any company that is seeking support, and we would love to be your partner. Thank you again for joining us, and we will see you next time.